helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today we're embarking on an intriguing exploration, uncovering the timeless wisdom of Nehemiah, a blueprint for unparalleled success. I'm Denise Hart, your co-host, and with me in studio is Michael Hart. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Denise. It is so good to be back in studio again and to do such an important topic. Last week, when we looked at the fresh start effect, and we said that at this time of the year, it was a time where people were were motivated to set goals for themselves. So I think, Denise, this is a very timely show because what we're going to be uncovering today is going to help you what Ever your goals may be. Maybe you are starting a new business. Maybe you have spiritual goals. Maybe you have personal goals. But whatever your goals are, success is the intention. And this show about Nehemiah Blueprint for Success will have tips that will help you. I'm sure it's going to be a timely uh, show, Michael. Nehemiah's story isn't just an a historical tale. It's a treasure trove of strategies for triumph against all odds. So join us as we unravel the invaluable lessons from Nehemiah's narrative and reveal how it stands as a blueprint for success, guiding us through the twists and turns of life's endeavors. So before we begin, I would like to remind you that you can contact us through our website at elimcounselingministry.com and that you can have access to hundreds of past episodes through our YouTube channel. Nehemiah's rebuilding of the wall in Jerusalem from the Bible is an excellent illustration of setting a compelling goal and the principles of achieving it. So as we start today's discussion, we're aware that this time of year inspires many to set and achieve goals. In our recent show about leveraging the fresh start effect, you offered crucial principles to harness this motivation and maintain it all year. So how does Nehemiah's um, example help people achieve their goals? And the second question would be, What's a key principle you see in Nehemiah's story? So as we go through this show today, we are going to be looking at a number of principles. But I think the first one, you sort of alluded to it in your lead up to, to in the introduction to my, my part of the show. And I think you mentioned compelling goal. And I think that's the first thing that we need when we set goals is to have a goal that's compelling. So the first point is that you need a compelling goal. If you read the story of Nehemiah, you get a picture that his goal was very compelling. Nehemiah 2 verse 17 reads as follows. Then I said to them, that's Nehemiah speaking, you see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem 
that we may no longer suffer derision. And that point there is very important. That last statement, that we may no longer suffer derision. So what Nehemiah is saying, we have a wall to build. But it's not just about building the wall. There is a motivation behind it. There is a pro, there, there is a goal behind it that's bigger than just rebuilding the wall itself. So the, the motivation was so that they would no longer suffer derision. So when we look up the meaning of derision, we find that derision means contemptuous ridicule or mockery. So what was happening is that this wall was destroyed and the Jews were suffering ridicule and mockery. And Nehemiah is using that as a source of motivation to the people, saying, we're going to build this wall, and the reason we need to build it is that we may no longer suffer ridicule. So if you have a goal, your goal should have something there that compels you to be motivated to achieve that goal. Great points, Michael. So what are some other examples of compelling goals? So before I go into what are compelling goals, some other examples, for a goal to be compelling, it must have at least three ingredients. So the first is it must be achievable. If you set a goal for yourself that is unachievable, you are very unlikely to be motivated. That's a demotivator right from the start. So if your goal, last week we used the example, if your goal is to run in the Boston Marathon uh, later this year or next year, and you haven't started training as yet, you haven't even run a 5K in your life, that might be a goal that's unachievable. So your goal has to, number one, be achievable. Second, it must resonate with your value system. Each of us have certain core values that we hold dear to our heart. And those core values are, are powerful motivational tools. And so your goal must resonate with your core value. And the third is that your goal must touch you at an emotional level. If your goal is not touching you emotionally, then you're very unlikely to be motivated to achieve that goal. So if we go back to Nehemiah, you get this feeling, as Nehemiah says, that we may no longer suffer derision. You get the feeling that Nehemiah is saying it with emotion, that he has been suffering, that the people have been suffering. And Nehemiah is saying, we're not just building a wall. We're ending our suffering. We're ending our ridicule. So here are a few examples to what, what, what a compelling goal could be. So a goal, compelling goal could be, I would like to break the cycle of generational poverty to leave a great inheritance for my children and future generations. That's a compelling goal versus I would like to be rich. 
So many of us will set goals like, I would like to be a millionaire. I would like to be rich. But that's not a compelling goal. A compelling goal is worded as I just did. There is a very deep reason behind it. So another compelling goal could be, I would like to lose weight so that I can break the trend of early deaths from weight-related illnesses in my family and be around to enjoy my grandchildren. That's a motivational goal. That's a compelling goal. So the goal is not just, I want to lose weight or I want to be healthy, but I want to break this generational pattern of early deaths from weight-related illnesses. So as you're listening to me today, think about your goals. Write them down first as 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 goal, just as bullet points, but then expand on your goal and see if you can tap into your value system. See if you can let it become emotional to you. And if your goals are emotional, you are more likely to be motivated to achieve it. Very interesting indeed, Michael. I really like that it should be achievable. That will help us to set the goals. I guess what I hear you're saying is that at times we fail because our goals are not compelling enough. So what other important principle do you see in the book of Nehemiah? The second principle that we see in the book of Nehemiah is that Nehemiah had an action plan. He didn't say, I want to rebuild the wall and I'm going to get to it at some point in the future. Maybe someday I will, I will tat tackle this problem of rebuilding the broken down wall. Nehemiah set out on an action plan. So the entire chapter three of Nehemiah is about him dividing dividing up labors, getting people assigned to different tasks, and giving very detailed instruction as to what needed to be done to put this goal in place. So if your goal is to lose weight, what is your action plan? What are the first steps that you plan to take to achieve this goal? If your goal is to become wealthy, what are the steps that you have in mind that you need to take to move toward that goal? You see, if your goal is just a a, a dream or a vision that you have, but there is no clear pathway to attaining it, you are much less likely to achieve this goal. So now that you have done the first step and you have written out your compelling goal, I would like you to write three things down that you are going to do next. What are the next three steps that you need to take in order to achieve that goal? If your goal is to stop gambling, for example, and you're very serious, this is an addiction that has been a problem for you over the years, and you don't want to gamble anymore because you see the cost that it is having in your life. What's the step? Maybe one step could be, I am going to give control of my debit cards to someone I trust so that I don't have that temptation. So whatever your goal, there need to be a practical step. If your goal is to start running, it might be, I am going to join a running group 
or I am going to buy the gears that I need to start running. And so those action plans are very important steps because what you're doing is that you are priming your mind to begin to act. But just a word of caution here about setting goals, about setting up your action plan. Be careful not to be take too big a step when you are setting up your action plan. In other words, if your action plan, if your first step is too unachievable, you're less likely to get started. So for example, someone who is working might have the goal to say, I want to go back to school and do uh, a degree. Maybe it's the degree that is needed for a promotion. And if your goal is, I'm going to quit my job and go to school full time where you don't have the resources to support yourself and you are, you have a family and, and it's, it's very unlikely that you can afford to do so. You're less likely to achieve that goal. So maybe the goal could be broken down in small steps. Like maybe I'm going to register for two courses to start moving towards this goal. And so sometimes we set goals that are too large and we sabotage ourselves because when we think of them, we become overwhelmed and it's just unlikely that we are going to follow through with those goals. Great point again, Michael. So it's James 1, 22. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. That's action. Yes. That's also uh, putting in uh, action right. into what right. we're doing. That's what Absolutely. the Bible says, right? Absolutely. So if you have a goal, it's not just enough to say, I, I, I know what I want to do and to have a compelling goal and to write it out. That would be like hearers of the word, right? You know what is it you want to do, but you need to have that step where you're ready to take an action step toward that goal. Amen. So a lot of success starts with how we think about the challenge in front of us. It makes sense that we think about the goal in smaller chunks than a big daunting task. So is there any other principle that you wanted to speak on? Another thing that we see that the book of Nehemiah teaches us is that we need to anticipate challenges. There are going to be challenges along the way. Nehemiah started with this ideal goal, with this great uh, goal that was part of his value system to rebuild the walls. But what ended up happening in chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, is that we read that Nehemiah came into opposition with people who did not want the wall to be built. So there might be some people in your circles who like you the way that you are. They like to be fitter than you. They like to, they like for you not to be as spiritual as they are because they can talk down to you and they want to keep you the, the, the way that you are. Or they want to be more educated than you are. Or they want to be more successful than you are. And people may subconsciously consciously try to do things to keep us where we are because they get some kind of psychological benefit from it. I am above you, so to speak. So we find that in the book of Nehemiah, Sanballat and Tobiah were people who were opposed to Nehemiah's goal. And we read in, in that 
portion of Nehemiah that they all plotted together and come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. In other words, they were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And these two people, Sanballat and Tobiah and others, conspired to stop the work that they are going to do. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, Nehemiah's Blueprint for Success. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. So one of the biggest mistakes that we make when it comes to goal setting is that we do not plan for the oppositions that we are going to face. And when we face this opposition, we give up because we are not mentally prepared for those oppositions. And so, for example, you may tell a friend your goal and they said, you're, you're never going to do that. It's not, it's not possible. I don't see you as a public speaker and they just, they just dampen your spirit right away. They cause you to become deflated and you give up. So if you have a goal, before you start telling people, anticipate that you're going to come into opposition. There are people who are going to tell you it's not possible. There are, there are people who are going to keep you in that box that you are because they get some sort of psychological advantage from having you there. So in the book of Nehemiah, we see that the opposition wanted to keep the walls broken down. What's your broken down wall? Is it your health? Is it your fitness? Is it your finances? Whatever it is, there are people who want to see you there. And you're going to face opposition in the form of people who are going to try to stand in your way. But I I think the greatest form of opposition is when it comes from within. Sometimes we become our worst enemies. So be conscious of the opposition that comes from your negative self-talk. There are those of you here who have ideal goals, great goals, you want to achieve those goals, but you have been telling yourself that it's not possible. You have been sabotaging yourself by saying, I just can't see myself with that much money, or I can't see myself with that level of spiritual knowledge, or I can't see myself that educated. That's the greatest opposition the opposition that comes from within. So be careful of that opposition. And if you are suffering from self-talk, there is a radio show that we did, and it's on our YouTube channel about how to overcome negative self-talk. I think if you listen to that, you'll get all the tools to overcome this opposition that comes from within. So Michael, as you were talking, you know, I was thinking, it is so important for us to choose the right people, you know, to express our goals to. 
Isn't that so? Absolutely. Absolutely. So be careful of who you start telling your goals to, because there are some people who, you know, they're negative. You know, those friends that you have where if you, if, if they're, if it's a, if it's a day where the sky is blue and you tell them it's a sunny day, they will say it's going to rain. There is that one little cloud there that's going to rain and they will see negative in a positive. They will find the dark cloud in the silver lining. And so it's important to choose who you tell your goals to. For sure. I would imagine that a lot of success in goal achievement depends on a person's state of mind. So Talk a little bit about the importance of the mind in goal achievement. That's such an, an, an a very interesting question, an important question, Denise, because in Nehemiah 4 verse 6, we read the following. So we build the wall and all the wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work. And so we have that, that phrase, the people had a what? A mind to work. So there was something that happened in the minds of the people that caused them to be motivated to want to accomplish those tasks. And if you have goals, it's important to pay attention to your mindset. So that this point is to maintain a positive mindset. And there's a several ways, at least three ways that you maintain a positive mindset. The first is is to keep focused on the why behind the goal. That's a compelling goal. Keep focused on what your compelling goal is. The second way of keeping a positive mindset is to have frequent, fresh starts. In last week's show, we talked about the importance of a fresh start and how people feel motivated at the beginning of the year. But do you know that that same motivation that you feel when there is a new year, you can feel it throughout the year. So you can set several fresh start. A fresh start can be at the beginning of every week. I will reassess where I am in, in, in terms, in terms of my goals and I will start afresh with new ideas or work harder towards accomplishing this goal. A fresh start can be a new week. It can be a new month. It can be a new quarter. It can be the beginning of the second half of the year. And by having these fresh start, what you're doing is that you're feeding yourself motivation. Maybe if you look after the first month and you see, you know what, I had a good month. I have done the things that I, that I set out to do. It will motivate you to do the next month and so forth. But what happened is that we do not break down our goals in these chunks. And so after two or three months, we lose that motivation, that effect of the fresh start and we fall off. So Keep focus on the, on the why behind the goal. Have frequent fresh starts. And thirdly, have visual reminders. Visual reminders are very, very important. So in the book of Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 to 9, we read God telling the people how to have visual reminders. And he says, write these commandments that I have given you today on your hearts. Get them inside you and then get them inside your children. Talk about them whenever you are sitting at home or walking in the street. 
talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands, on your forehead as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. So here is God saying, have visual reminders. It's not enough to just say, I want, my goal is to keep God's commandment. Put them up in your house so that you can be reminded. Have visual reminders of, on your hand. A bracelet can be a reminder of your goal. Write them on the city walls. Now I should be clear here that I am not condoning graffiti. So I don't want anyone to say, oh, Michael Hart said on the show that it's okay for us to write our goals on the city walls. Don't deface public property. But I, I think you get the point. The point here is to write your goals somewhere where it can be a visual reminder to you whenever you you see it. Well, I'm very happy that you had that disclaimer, Michael, that we shouldn't deface public property. I just have the feeling, Denise, <laughs> that someone out there is going to say, I found a scripture for graffiti and now I know that I can write my goals everywhere on the, uh, everywhere in the city. <laughs> so what's the next important principle for success that you see in the story of Nehemiah? The next important principle is personal sacrifice. There is nothing that ever have been achieved, nothing worthwhile, I should say, that has ever been achieved without sacrifice. And so in Nehemiah 5.14, we read these words. Nehemiah said, Moreover, from that time I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah from the 20th year to the 32nd year. And then he goes on to say, Neither I nor my brother ate the food the food allowance of the governor. So Nehemiah said, while I was appointed and I was set setting out to achieve this goal, I did not eat the food allowance of the governor. So Nehemiah gave up the food allowance in order to, to have this sort of kinship with the people who were suffering and they work together. What it is that you are willing to sacrifice to achieve your goals. Some of the sacrifices that we might need to make is less entertainment. Maybe the sacrifice is less eating out. Maybe it's less pleasure. Maybe it's less sleep. And maybe it's less socializing. Maybe it's less social media. But whatever it is that you're setting out to do, there is something that you're going to sacrifice. And now when you think of sacrifice, don't think about it in a way, like a moping way. Oh, I'm giving up social media or I'm giving up my fast food. No, look at these things as seeds that you're sowing to accomplish what it is that you are setting out to accomplish. You're sowing seed so that you can reap the harvest. And without the sowing of seed, there is no reaping of the harvest. So all of what you have listed, Michael, as possible sacrifices are things that we all need. Example, sleep, socializing. So when does sacrifice become counterproductive? That's such a good question, Denise. And it's so, it's so, I'm so glad that you raised that point because I think when we think of goals, it's important that we don't sabotage ourselves by burning out ourselves, for example. We do need sleep, but we also don't need to 
sleep too much, right? Because if we are sleeping too much, then we are taking up a portion of the day that could be used to accomplish our goal. So it's about, it's really about having a balance, Denise, so that we don't end up uh, sleeping too much, socializing too much, eating too much fast food, or having too much leisure time. We need to have a balance in our lives so that we can have enough time, we can sacrifice something for our goals. So it's really about balance. Very good point, Michael. Thank you for joining us today. We have come to the end of our show as we explored the topic, Nehemiah's Blueprint for Success and explored how to accomplish the goals you have set for yourself for the new year. So tune in next Monday morning at 9.30 when we will be looking at Restoring Brokenness, A Journey to Healing and Redemption, a show that will challenge many of our perception of suffering and provide tips for using faith in healing mental health challenges. We will be looking at the do's and don'ts when it comes to using faith in healing mental health because many have suffered emotional harm in their churches because others did not understand how to deal with their mental illnesses. So if you missed any part of today's show or you want to revisit it, you can find this and past episodes on Elim Counseling Services YouTube channel. So just search Elim Counseling and subscribe to stay updated on all our latest content. Please consider making a donation to help our Christ-centered ministry. Your contribution will directly help those seeking support and guidance. Until next time, this is your co-host, Denise Hart. And Michael Hart, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.